Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, with Raider Nick. Not this rubbish, with Flakey Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review, with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. Third most popular, not third best. A lot of people get confused. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're not claiming third best. No. No, no. Third most popular. Third third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. But you actually, you've... You're actually sitting on a bin this week as well. I am. That's because the cardboard box you gave me collapsed. <laughs> well, I tested it out for myself, but being slightly less porky than the pork. Well, I, am the pork. A, I am the pork. I am the pork. And the pork to hold up okay. The pork recently had uh, some uh, celebrations, which have made him slightly more porky. So uh, yeah, the bin. That's doing well. But uh, we're brought to you with the dubious, very dubious support of the Greenhouse, and they're dubious whether they want to support us or not. The number one Raiders fan forum on the internet. Get on there and get engaging, as well as with the cash money sponsorship of Landspeed Records. Come in and get your vinyl, your CDs, your uh, record players, your T-shirts, your fashion clothing, and get a dose of cool from people who love the Camberators as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, it means you love the Camberators. Or alternatively, you're a very, very strange individual. So, Blake, uh, the Warriors match. Yeah, we're going to go straight into the Warriors game. I think we're going to go straight into the Warriors game. Okay, the Warriors game, it was a very strange game. It was. Um, It was was a a game game. that we definitely would have lost in the past, so that was was the good thing about it. I mean, 12 months ago, we lost that game. Yeah. The equivalent game to the Warriors, where we had players out and the Warriors had nothing to play for. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, to their credit, the Warriors came out in the first half. They tried really hard, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but what we've sort of seen this year, especially in our games and broader throughout the season is... In the second half, the better team seemed to pull away. and They do. That's what happened. But the other really um, interesting thing was, um, you know, when, when Jack Whiten went to the Sinbin, and we can talk about that more in depth shortly, uh, we scored two tries mm. with him off. And it made me think, in, in like the last few years, there's actually been a trend of that mm. in our games, that we, we, seem to, we seem to uh, do all right with 12 men. We rise to the occasion and score points. Mm. Whereas you think, we've just got to try and hold on through that period. Well, we actually came back right into the game, so... It was it was a, it was a strange game, but it was still a good effort. Well, the first try in that period was Sammy Velamai, who actually had a pretty good match, all things considered. I thought he was great. I thought he was very good in that, but he was in a position where he had an unmarked man on the right hand side of him, a man right in front of him, and two men on the left of him, and he was trying to cover them all. And he went, "My only option is getting the ball," and he got the ball. And then it was like one of you know, most of our listeners will be old enough to remember Old Trafford 1990 where Ricky Stewart throws the dummy and runs like a man being chased by a lynch mob um, to score the, the try for the Kangaroos that, you know, evens up the series and doesn't see us lose the ashes. I had a great view of Valame because he was pretty much running straight towards me and he just pinned his ears back and he knew there was one way and one way only. He was going to run and he had like five Warriors. Is that the try though where Ricky ends up giving it to Mal? He runs through and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Mal's on the support. Yeah, yeah that's right. But, and Mal um, sort of crashes over someone. And, yeah, that's yeah, Pushes someone moment. out of the way. Could have been a penalty in the modern day game because Mal couldn't have done that. But um, Valame was running and when he got to 25 metres out... 
he knew he was going to make it and he knew he'd burn him off. But there was no smile on his face. He actually at that point put his head down and ran harder. And it was great to see a couple of things about that game. It was great to see um, some length of the field trials because I was mm. saying recently that you know there haven't been many mm. this season. There were a couple in that game. You know that was sort of more of a intercept situation, but still it was great to see that he had the pace mm. to go and all the did. way. And he did, and he had good fast men chasing him, and yeah. he clearly outpaced them as well. Seeing him in uh, up close and personal because he was sitting right. I was sitting right on the, in the corner and saw him from close distance. He's He's a really uh, impressive athlete when you see him. Yeah, he's a lot bigger human than you think he yeah. is on the TV when you're up in front of him. And, you think, and, and his, his legs have got some serious uh, muscles do. to them. And and he made that. And then uh, Jared Croker dutifully dobbed it from the sideline to make it a six-point piece of pain. And then, of course, you had the wonderful try. Um, and we'll get to Elliot in just a second because there's lots of Elliot to talk about whereby Elliot kicked it through, regathered, and then kicked through for Ryan Sutton to regather and stick under the post, which actually took the Raiders in in front at halftime in a, in a situation where no Joe one Do you even better thing about that story was it wasn't Ryan Sutton, it was Hudson Young. It was Ryan Sutton who scored that It was trial, Hudson it? Young. Sure, it was Ryan. It Sutton. was Hudson Young. It was right in front of me, and he actually bobbled the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Hudson. Oh, Young I know that. Yeah, I agree with the thing. No, no. I, I know they look slightly similar, and I know probably the Daily Telegraph has got them confused in the past. I, I even but said on. I, I expect. I, was... I expect better from you, Pork. Well, yeah. maybe I don't. The Pork is famous for getting a few things wrong, so he's just got his phone out. Damn it! You're right. Yeah. Was... Oh, Blake right, Pork wrong. Hey, yeah. I admit it. Every now and then, I admit when I'm wrong. People have accused me recently that I, I don't, but I do. But look, and Elliot Whitehead going into halfback, which I don't think anyone saw coming until it actually happened when George Williams went off with a head knock. And he, it was a well, head it was straight away. It was straight away that that was going to be... Yeah, but he instantaneously went to halfback. It wasn't... There wasn't any, oh, and, what are we and, doing but, here? And also the thing was that really impressed me about it, and it was a fantastic game from, from Elliot, um, was that it wasn't just like he's just going to plug a hole there defensively. No. He played like a halfback. He played like a halfback. He, he was played the halfback role. He, yeah. was, he was really... It was good. <laughs> um, but he did defend like Elliot Whitehead. But, of course, he does get our land speed records. Blake and the Pork, man of the match for this week. And, I, I look, I think it was... Anyone in their right mind... It was He was a clear winner. Yes. Anyone in their right mind would, would say that he was man oh, of the match. For goodness sake. Uh, we'll but we'll it mention was, more about that. It was a win against it. adversity. Uh, there was a couple of things that were... Um, a little bit hairy. In fact, you might say they ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? In fact, there's a lot of things in that game that ground my gears, Blake. Uh, first one is Chris Sutton. Let me just put it out there straight away. <clears throat> not first grade stand referee. No, I don't like Chris Sutton. He does not like me. His brothers don't like me either. But Chris and I, I don't like him at all. I can't say anything nice about him. His haircut's not even good. Um, his refereeing in that first half was shit. Now, this isn't to say the Raiders were playing fantastically. that They weren't. But he took the sides in at 7-1 in a penalty count. Uh, and the, the sides were playing so similarly, that was, that was absolutely ridiculous. He sinned bin Jack Whiten on the basis of such a close call in an offside. It's almost unbelievable. Now, Graham Annesley's come out and said the replay justifies it. My question is, when you're sin binning a player... Why on earth don't you go to the replay? You see referees all the time going, oh, look, can you just check whether he was held back? Can you just check if there was any interference on that? Can you just check the offside? They just do that before they do a sin bin because it's important. Why didn't Chris Sutton? But better to the point, why on earth, when Elliot Whitehead, who was the captain at that stage, came over and said, I want to challenge that decision, did Chris Sutton say you can't? Well, that's their ruling. They're saying, Annesley said you can't check... 
You can't challenge offside. You can check any penalty, and this is the NRL's own rules, that constitutes a stop in play where a restart is formed, where it's not a play on. Any penalty. That is their own rules. We went and looked it up. Fox looked up at the time, and I looked up afterwards. There's been no change to that. There's been no addenda. And if they have, they haven't told anyone about it, least well, all the teams, because the Raiders were like, what the hell are you talking about? We can challenge it. And I watched, I watched Annesley's uh, review thing, whatever, the, the, all the stuff about... The Jack White one. And look, yeah, he went frame by frame and maybe... Oh, yeah, he went frame maybe by he, frame. Maybe he was they offside literally, by a second. They have, uh, but he also, said, he also said in that press conference that you can't do a captain's challenge on offside because I think there was actually a question from a journalist. Well, they there. haven't announced it to anybody. They haven't put it out because Fox actually went through. I went and talked to Matt Russell and he went and looked at it at half-time. He came back with any breakdown in play where... A pen, you know, like there's a restart, you can do it with. And there hasn't been any announcement to the clubs or to the public on the NRL side at all saying that's different or making any caveats on that whatsoever. It's, so what I'm saying to you now is Graham Annesley is making shit up as he's going along and hoping that no one's talking about it. So if they've done it, they haven't communicated to anyone else they've done well, it. Well, even because watching that press conference, the thing that he was sort of trying to clarify and, and obviously, again, is, is a grey area, is that like when is actually the ball clear of the ruck like when you when because that's what he was saying is it when the guy playing the ball when their foot comes off it yeah well that's what he said yeah and on those on on that basis although the video replays that we've seen are so hard to tell one way or another and the other thing is well he's he's that was offside oh my god it's an offside every every single happens all the time and and you know and as they were saying on nrl 360 well the roosters are going to be in all sorts of trouble because they constantly do that yeah and the storm are going to be in lots of trouble because they constantly do it but let's see if it's if it's put out there but that was us clownery of the biggest issue but what compounded that was a number of things one jordan rapiner did make a captain's challenge later in the match and he's not allowed to because he's not the captain only a captain can make it but Sutton started going through the captain's challenge straight away, regardless of he wasn't the captain, acting like he was, in spite of the fact he has never been captain. Jared Croker, halfway through the process, came from the other side of the field and said, excuse me, mate, I'm the captain. Do you want to tell me what's going on? And Sutton waved him away. He waved him away. So that's <laughs> utter ass clownery. And then on top of that, CNK gets shoulder charged by Isaiah Papali'i. It's called a shoulder charge. CNK's down on the ground groveling because he's had minor rib damage is why he's out this week. Yeah. It's a shoulder charge, a dangerous illegal tackle. No 10 in the bin. I will do it for repeated fouls, which don't harm anyone. And in spite of Jaden Sewer getting 10 in the bin for a dangerous illegal tackle on the Thursday night, Chris Sutton doesn't do it for that one. And yeah. then Pap- Papali, and now we all love Papa. We all love Papa. But he clear pulled the Warriors' hair. And that's a sin bin offence. Is it? Yeah. And <laughs> Sutton saw it, called it out, and didn't do it. Well, you can't... You can't... Yeah. The, the Sinbin one is a funny one because... What I'm, I'm saying I'm, is they, they've put in front repeated penalties as a Sinbin over the top of dangerous and illegal and foul play, and then they penalised Ricky Stewart $10,000 for throwing... Well, suspended. A, suspended, but for throwing a bloody water bottle. What the... And Isaiah Papali'i didn't even get cited for his shoulder charge. No, I, f- I found that. What I the found, hell are their priorities? I found rugby league. This is one of the confusing things about rugby league in that, yeah, a repeated penalties when it wasn't even necessarily the same penalty. And then in the past, they used to warn teams, you know, that you're on notice, the next one's going to be someone in the bin. But now they don't warn them because they don't want to draw the line in the sand. It's, 
It's it's mm. it's it's very confusing. But yeah, I think the, the shoulder had been saying stuff though. The shoulder charge uh, was baffling. That, that didn't go in the bin. Is baffling. I mean, Ricky compared uh, said that the game was like rugby union. Well, wasn't it like rugby union in that regard? Because in rugby union, that is definitely mm. a, t- a ten in the bin, and it's clear. Yeah. At least in that sport, you know that that's going to be a penalty. Whereas, yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. We want to get that out of that game. I remember. I think back to two thousand and five when um, the Raiders had that great run on the back of Jason Smith oh, coming yes. back to the NRL and then they were playing a game at Brookvale <clears throat> Steve Menzies got Menzies him. came out and, and which was perfectly legal at the time, at the time Bru- brutally shoulder charged him after he put through a kick and that pretty much derailed the season at the time I thought this has got to change yeah. and, th- and thankfully it has but yeah why then you could get away with it on the weekend I don't know I, I remember that I with Beaver know. as well and it was it was what needed to happen at the time and Beaver made it happen it was good but yeah it grinds my gears Chris Sutton ass clown you're an ass clown you're not confident you're crappy you didn't even know the rules is of the this Captain's actually challenge. the segment ass clown of the week or have you just gone is this my, grinds my gears that's oh, it's grind my gears it's grind my gears but then but what, what, should, should, should we, I say my ass clown now no 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 we've got to come into the thing and say oh. you know ass clown of the week <laughs> Okay, now I'm and doing my that. No, and my ass clown of the week is, surprisingly enough, Chris Sutton. You're an ass clown. Okay, when we started Ass Clown of the Week as a weekly segment, mm. uh, we said that we could have Braith and Astor every week. And look, like Graham Annesley, I could probably go over some footage, I could nitpick and I could find a justification for him to be Ass Clown of the Week every week. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that would be playing it safe. It would. And and I've said that I'm not going to be afraid to go after some sacred oh, cows for, God's for Ass Clown of the Week. I mean... Mal Meninga, it doesn't get much more sacred than that. But it's about two people. For for my own heart, there's actually a more sacred cow than Mal Meninga. It's someone who just bleeds green, greener than anyone who was there through... You're just shaking your head. You're looking so sad. Oh, I'm so who, disgusted <coughs> with Who was right there now. through the, the some dark times of the Raiders, but stood up. A great man, a great captain, someone I've loved, probably drunkenly professed my love to uh, on at least one occasion in person. But Ask Clown of the Week this week is Alan Tung. Oh, for God's sake. And the reason why it's Alan Tung is because after the game, I was driving back, uh, heading back to Dixon from from the stadium, just a short drive down the road, and uh, I was listening to ABC Grandstand, but they'd actually already gone into the second game by this stage. Yes. They'd gone into the, um, the Knights... Uh, the Knights okay. Dragons. Knights Dragons. Knights Dragons game. Um, because in fact they said that the, the Raiders game had gone for so there was so many it was such Spindry a bizarre game yeah, yeah. it was it had gone until four fifteen or something like that and they, anyway so they were they were calling that game they said oh yeah and, and the points have just come through the 3-2-1 have just come through from Alan Tung for the Raiders Warriors game and I thought well it has to be anyone in their right mind would have to say that Elliot Whitehead that was an incredible performance from him. You know, he was down on his haunches. He was stu- he was vomiting. I, I, Showing I, on the but you could hear the crowd groan. I, I've seen him vomit a fair few times. He's a vomiter, but that was the biggest one I've seen him do. That that was an extended period of vomiting. You know, what what more could the man have done to get man and match three points? Anyone in their right mind? He literally left his guts on the field. Yeah, and then it came through three points from Alan Tung, Jack Whiten, and I was like, what the hell? Mm. Was he watching the same? I thought Jack Whiten did not have a good game at all. Yet, for some reason, Alan Tung gave him the three points. Look, he, he might have had a couple of okay moments, but he had a whole bunch of really bad moments. The most notable one was when he came back from uh, being spending 10 minutes in the bin, dropped the ball off the kickoff. That was a bit of a shocker. 
Yeah, it wasn't crash hot, but he did in that second half when the Warriors were really pressing, did a couple of fantastic kicks. And he one, did a couple of good tackles. That, that got, you know, he turned them around. They were actually making better metres than us through the forwards, quite distinctly. They were making 80 while we were making like 50. So they were constantly on our line. And he was then getting the ball on the fifth, kicking from, you know, well inside, you know, or just outside the 40. And it was going out just near the corner post. Or out in the full again. He had another kick out He in the had ball. one out in the full, but there was that yeah. section where he got back the ascendancy by, by a couple of kicks. And I know what you're saying, but... Alan Tung, you got to stop. You got to stop shooting sacred cows. You really do. Ask clown of the week. You know, like any, Sorry, Alan. Anyone Sorry, can be Alan. a sensationalist. Anyone, but you know, I don't know. I don't know whether Alan took one too many hit hits on the field, uh, or if someone suggested maybe in, he's been taking some hits off my the field. time working in and around the Raiders. There are two men, two men, and only two men that I absolutely know that I could call on an emergency and say, "I need you to look after my family. I don't know when I'll be back." And Alan Tung is one of them. And know full well that I'll get back and they would be in one piece. And see Soliola is the other, right? The, the two, I'm, I don't even have a shadow of doubt in the back of my mind about how good those men are and how reliable and just, I just... Did anyone mention, did, did you mention to Alan that was a strange call? Did anyone call him up on it? I supported him at the time. Oh, it's typical pork suckholery. You know, friends help friends when they're in trouble. Friends are people that point out to you when you, when you, when you, you know. But that's you, sycophant. I can be a sycophant. That's true. That's true. I, I don't shy away from that. I, sorry, is there some confusion here? It's not like I've hidden away from that. But uh, you know. Anyway, Alan, I'm sorry, but yeah, you're the ass clown this week. No, you're not. Let's Chris Sutton is the ass clown. Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Blake on the burst. You got anything for us? Blake on the burst. Well, it has to be. I mean, we haven't mentioned it yet, but it has to be. The, the team's been named uh, for this week. Yeah. Are we going to go through the side? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. I think we should go through the side. Okay. Starting, so. Okay, number one. The majority of these players I had heard of before... Because they were named in the Auckland Knights. Okay, okay. So here's here's the front row for the Raiders. Sia Soliola, welcome back, Sia. That's great news. Uh, Josh Starling, uh, Tom Starling, sorry. In that, why do I go with Josh Starling? He was he the old for Manling. Yeah, in the old yeah. prop. Uh, Tom might Starling. have been. Might have been the. Was he the one that might have been the father of someone else's children, or was that a? Uh, was that... I have no idea what you're talking about. Dinamis Louis. That's the our front row. That's fine. Corey Harawira Naira is in the second row with Hudson Young. Yeah, you can get away with that. Uh, Could be good for Corey to get some minutes and, yeah, yeah. and work on his match fitness because obviously that's a yeah. Saliva Havili is is locking the scrum. That's fine too. Then you've got Sammy Williams coming in for his first match of the season and captaining aside on your Sammy. He's a great fan and supporter of this show, and we love you, Sammy. We love you. Um, then we've got Matt Frawley making his club debut. Do you know it's funny because when they were showing the players in the rooms at the game uh, last weekend, I was thinking Matt Frawley. Well, he won't play a game this year. Mm. Well, Little going. did I know that Ricky was gonna, yeah, go full Ricky. I'm not sure this is full Ricky, but he's done it. In the centres, we got Harley Smith Shields, who I thought made a really good fist of it when he came in. We got Matt Tomoka, who also thought made a really good fist of it. So that's good. Um, we got Sammy Velamai on one wing, and we got Nick Kotrick on the other. Nothing wrong there. And then we've got your friend and mine, the man we've all been waiting for, Cook at fullback, Adam Cook at fullback. <laughs> so what I was saying before was when. There are a bunch of players, and most of them are on the bench, mm. but uh, I I had knew their names because they were named in the Auckland 9 squad. Mm. 
Cook wasn't even in the Oakland Nine squad. Well, about, where's he come from? I believe he's a five eight. So there you go. Well, he's getting his run. And on the bench, we got Kyle O'Donnell's coming back. We got Ryan Sutton. We got Darby Medlin, and we got a young man by the name of Jarrett Sablu, who's six foot and ninety kilos. He's a five eight. So don't know too much about him. But um, I think actually that with with Cook and maybe some of those other guys. Remember how we signed a bunch of top prospects from North Queensland? Yeah. I think that that's where they came from. Yeah. And there was one in there that was, um, yeah, there was a 5'8 in there, wasn't there? I think yeah. there was a hooker as well. Yeah, there was. But he, I, he didn't get a run. Not yet. Well, we haven't anywhere bloody run them, have we? Um, so, yeah, we don't know where they are. Derby Medlin's a lock, so that that's a good position. But So we're missing from this week. We've rested uh, Papali. We've rested Whitehead. We've rested Bateman. We've rested George Williams, who took the head knock. We've rested uh, Jack White, and we've rested Jared Croker, and we've rested C and K. So that is seven of our first side who's been been rested. And I think the logic, because I couldn't figure out what the logic was, I have a feeling that Ricky thinks that the value of going into the first round of the finals with a rested side... Well, it, it seems is, is the bird in the hand as opposed to the two in the bush of trying to win that match and then hoping that Parramatta wins yeah. and not resting them. He obviously doesn't put a lot of faith in the West Tigers. I don't think he, he obviously does. thinks that they've obviously sat down, they've put a lot of thought into it, and they've thought the odds of the West Tigers beating Parramatta yeah. are low. And it's far better to get a, a week's rest into all of these players. And look, it's one of these decisions that in a week's time or two weeks' time, He's either going to look like a genius or an idiot, or he could be oh. he could be asked clown of the week. Because if we go out to the sharks, he will in never w- ever <laughs> be asked clown of the week. If we go out to the sharks in week one of the finals, uh, you're a wombat. That and just... and and the tigers the tigers beat Parramatta this weekend. Ricky will look like an ass clown, or alternatively, this could all come off and look like an absolute genius. It could, but it's going to be a weird game. Because Cronulla... You know they don't haven't have just much... done on the spur. They've thought about it and they've thought oh, yeah. about it hard. Cronulla don't really have much to gain or lose No, they don't. And either. that's that's why I think there's a good chance they're going to rest a few because their front rows, Woods, Braley, Hamlin and Ueli, which is good. Um, Talakai and Nakora in the second row, which is not their starting second row, but it's good. They've got the young man. You've seen Rudolph, who's at lock. Yeah, he's very good. He's a bit of a goer. Um, got a lot of time for young Toby, um, so you know he will give well. They got Tracy, who's been playing. Kind of Tracy has been playing half back there. He's got sixteen games and he's got a bit. Wade Graham's come back and's gone to five eight, which yeah. I think is really clever because he's oh, he's a five eight as well. And he'll l- carve us up this weekend. Leading from the middle there, that's a great spot. You got Jesse Ramian in, in in the centres. We know it's good. We have got Hiroti is actually I would have thought a winger. But in this case, they're putting him into the centres. He's got six games. He's come out of West Suburbs Tigers, um, you know, and he's also been with the Warriors at one stage. You've got uh, Molotalo on one wing. You've got Nene McDonald on the other wing. And you know, I know he's been through a few injuries and they've been leg and knee ones, so those slow you down a bit. But he's a class winger. Like, he's a great finisher. Who are we talking about? Nene McDonald. Oh, yeah. He's class. You've got young William Kennedy, who's at the back. And, you know, he is a fullback and he's been doing quite well. Then you've got our old man, Sorensen. Who's on their bench? Beast. Then, he's an absolute beast these he's days. Good. Isn't he? And then you got Jack Williams, uh, Andrew Fafita, who's coming for a lot of flack, but um, you know he's due for a big one. And then you got a, a bloke called Teague Wilton. Where's Royce Hunt? That's who I was thinking. He of got beast. injured. He did his um, he did his knee, or did he do oh, his? Right. Yeah, he did his yeah. knee. Um, so, Royce yeah. Hunt is more of a beast than Sorensen. 
Yeah, so they've got a good side, but if they lose, they might look at it and say, well, we can't drop out of the eight and we can't go to seventh, you know, and what's the point of going seventh anyway? So they might rest players too and go to the extended bench. He's on the extended bench. And this is where things might get interesting this week because on the extended bench, you've got Mariota for the Raiders. You've got, and I, I, you know, I don't know who Mariota is. I, uh, you know, like, you know, I might know him to look at him, but I, I, I don't know anything about him. He doesn't come up with a profile. But then you've got Joe Tarpanay, Elliot Whitehead, and Jack Whiten. So Ricky Stewart still has a foot in the, I might have a go at winning this. I on the extended looked... bench for the Sharks, you've got, um, and this is where the extended bench actually really comes into it. All of a sudden, this segment stops being a joke and starts being interesting. You've got a guy called Vasquez, Daniel Vasquez, and uh, he's got no games. He's a prop. We don't know too much about him, except he's got a cool name. We've got Bryson Goodwin. Well, he's, wow. you know, he's 34. He's got 205 games. You know, he's useful. We got young Braden Trindle, who, you know, is he is he related to Tricky Trindle? Tricky Trindle? Uh, I'd say so. It'd be cool if he was. I'd say he is. Doesn't say. Doesn't know his age. Says he's a halfback. So that, that gives it away again. And then you've got young Billy Margulis, who's a lock on that bench. So you're going to have to give the extended bench there, the Raiders. Now, I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised if when the 24 hours comes, because it's a 5.30 game, so 5.30 on Friday afternoon, we get the message that one of the Raiders players on the bench has dropped off, say, uh, Derby Medlin has dropped off and has been replaced by Joe Tarpanay. Um, and, you know, and Mariota goes as well, leaving just Jack White and Elliot Whitehead on the extended bench, and then an hour before we find those two come in. Elliot Whitehead is one of the most incredibly durable players. He's, he's remarkable. Uh, he's, and he's played, he played in the nines, unlike just about everyone else. He played every game, then he played all the games for mm-hmm. Great Britain and England and everything else. But he's a player I'd be giving a rest to right now, especially on the back of what he had to do. I mean, I, I would be all for resting Bateman. I'd be all for resting Whitehead. CNK, give him a rest. Uh, anyone that's had a head knock. C- C- Croker, K- Croker and Williams, C- give him a rest. Croker and George Williams. But I'd still be playing Jack White. And Papa. Papa needs to sit down yeah. for a second. But I'd, I'd still be playing Jack White. I'd have Jack White in there. Because as long as he's in there, you'd have a chance of winning the game. And... Again, he's incredibly durable. I I think I think there's at least a fifty percent chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna pork Stradamus here. I'm gonna pork Stradamus here. I say that's gonna happen. Jack White will play. Jack White and Elliot Whitehead and Joe Tarpano will play, and it will come in and all of a sudden. I'd it, rest Whitehead. I'd rest Whitehead. I, I mean, I would too if we had the the, the luxury of that. But if they come but in, either we because, have the luxury of resting everyone, or... because the other thing is. 24 hours out, when they're listing players, two hours later, they're going to find out who the West Tigers are going to play in their match and who the Parramatta Eels are going to play in their match. Now, if the Parramatta Eels see that we're not putting a competitive side on the field and go, you know what, we need a rest before we go in as well, before we take on the Panthers, and all of a sudden rest a few players based on the fact that we're playing a bunch of kids, and all of a sudden we pull the thing where we dump experienced players in, we're playing ducks with Jakes and them, we're not allowing the Parramatta Eels, who can't go above fourth, right, but can't drop below fifth. We're playing Ducks and Drakes with them. We're almost teasing them, begging them to say, take it easy on this. Rest a few players here. Because you've got Penrith next week, and that is far more important than this. Come on, this Raiders side's not going to win it. 
right? So the Parramatta side all of a sudden goes, you know what? I'm going to bring in, you know, George Jennings, Daniel Avaro, Takarangi or Dunster. You know, and I'm going to, you know, give you know Ryan Madison a bit of a rest because, you know what, I don't particularly want Ryan Madison running out against the West Tigers because something no. bad could happen. Yeah. You know, I don't particularly want One that. of them could kill kill yeah. him. Yeah, I don't want that happening. Russell Packer could kill him. I don't yeah. think Russell Packer's... Is Russell Packer playing? Uh, I think so. He could kill him or, alternatively, Ryan Madison could get suspended. Yeah. Uh, Russell Packer is not named at all, so oh, no, Russell Packer is not going to kill him. Sad. But you, you look at this too, and you say Mitch Moses. Well, the West Tigers would love nothing more to bust Mitch Moses in half too. <laughs> Most people would love nothing more than to see right. Mitch Moses so they'd love half. that. And then you've got you know all sorts of players in that side that they just love to go to hand to the West Tigers, and they've got absolutely nothing to lose, but they've got everything to gain in the sense that they can finish their season a by sending Benji out a winner by sending Chris Lawrence out a winner. And their side, when you look at this, is McKayley, Grant. Harry Grant's a good player. And Musgrove in the front. Yeah, it's not great, but it's okay. They got Luciano Leilua and Garner in the second row with 12 at the Yeah, Joey's like, he's on the extended bench. He's been dropped or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BJ. Yeah, well, I'll believe that when I see you. You've got uh, Kapoa and Nofaluma on either wing. He's got Dewey at the back. You've got Talao and Lawrence in the centres. Marshall and Brooks in the half. So the back line's actually going to score you some points. You know, that's the thing. So where Pup partially, you know, doing this smokescreen where we're going to have daring Parramatta just to take it a bit easy. And if they misstep, if they misstep on that, we come in, drop enough players in, we think we can take out the Sharks here, get away with this win, take fourth spot, and Bob's your ex-Prime Minister. What a bizarrely, though, just strangely awful round of football. Oh, yeah. Round 20 is very much. start to finish. Yeah, it's, it's, not... it's really one for the purists. <laughs> it's one for the true believers. It really <laughs> is. It really is. Once more, the... the I the... mean, we, there'll be some interesting... There's going to even be some rule changes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Some bizarre rule changes. Yeah, yeah. But only in the matches that don't have any bearing. I know. So it's not going to be... In Which the... is most of them. It's not going to be in the West Tigers, Paramount. It's not going to be in the Raiders, um, Sharks. Manly Warriors. Manly Warriors, yeah. That's, that's, that's... going to have some rule... Stuff that that's a king, eh? But um, okay, so we've done Blake on the burst. Reasons to be cheerful, there are reasons to be cheerful, Blake. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. One, two, three. Well, we've made the finals, yeah. We, we've locked in fifth spot. At very worst, we have a home final first week of the finals, and it looks like 6,000 people look, at least will be allowed in, possibly more. And the difference between fourth and fifth, if we win week one, mm. isn't that huge. Well, because and, then we're on a better side of the draw potentially, and we have worked through that. So we've played the Sharks, which hopefully we could win at home. Yeah. Then we'd probably get Parramatta coming out the back door from the Panthers match, which is which is good. Which is uh, it'd be in Sydney, but it'd be all right. Then we'd go up, and I would suspect that would be the Roosters in the prelim um, if we got there. And if you got to meet the Roosters, I think it's better to meet them in the prelim than it is in the granny. I think you yeah. get more chance of knocking them off there than you are in the grand final because at the present moment, I think, again, they're the team to beat. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're clearly the team to beat. And then it would either be Penrith or Melbourne in the grand final. So, as I said to the, the coach himself, easy. How hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's really easy. But we've locked in fifth. We're still a chance for fourth, um, as remote as it sounds. And Elliot Whitehead, I've said it, Blake said it, you know, Raiders review with you got, Blake and the you Pork. Got, you got Ricky to say it as well. Mm. Raiders review with Blake and the Pork has long professed how good is Elliot Whitehead? Why isn't he getting more votes for mending your medal? I think at this stage, I've been saying, you know, like who can take it off Josh Papali? Well, I think it's Elliot Whitehead can take it off. It would be, Josh I mean, Papali. Josh Papali's had 
such a consistently great season. He has. So and, he'll probably win it again. But it would be great to see Elliot White for Elliot Whitehead to spend his time at the Raiders and not get that acknowledgement, not get that sort of Player of the Year award at least once in his career would be a little bit sad, I think, because his contribution yeah. has been enormous. Oh. Like I said, from week in, week out... From, from the moment he's turned well, up. Well, the first game he played uh, in 2016, round one, it was the warmest game of football I've ever been at in my life. It was the one against Penrith. It was like a Saturday evening oh, game, yeah, and yeah. it was like 39, 40 degrees. Was that it the was one ridiculous. where Fensum um, uh, scored in the corner at the very end? I think we it was it was a bit of a crazy game. Yeah, it was backwards and forwards. It was a yeah, high scoring yeah. game. We won in the end, but he was absolutely blowing. Yeah, but he gave it his all, and I went, "Wow, this guy's pretty pretty damn good." He's come from <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. the north of England straight to this. Well, he'd actually come by the south of France, so maybe to course he had less Catalans. But look, he's just wonderful, and he's a reason to be cheerful. Um, so with the sharks, you know, the kids are all in there. We're missing seven. We got Sia back, which is great because he is more than a spiritual leader. The great thing about the Raiders at the moment too is they have so many captains. I mean, Jared Croker is the captain, but you've got Josh Hodgson with him as captain. But there's no question, there's no doubt at all that Elliot Whitehead and um, uh, Sia Soliola are both captains of the club as well. And rapper. Yeah, and rapper, as it turns out. <laughs> the look, crazy captain. Look, the good thing about that, in spite of the fact that Chris Sutton shouldn't have done it, he knew the ruling was wrong, and he instantaneously checked it, because at that stage, if the Warriors score at that point, there was still a risk. Yeah. But what was interesting about it is we won that challenge, and they got the, the play the ball again, so they didn't get a penalty from it, and then the, the contested bomb where they said that Jared Croker had been tackled in the air, they lost that challenge... And they were right. He wasn't tackled in the air. No, they were both I didn't contesting think he was the ball. And yeah. earlier in the match, when Rafa well, they said had he was up, originally contesting the ball and then missed the ball and then sort of no, tackled him on the way down. No, no, there was no way. That was not a penalty. And the other one was um, Rafa in the first half contesting the bomb. He never had eyes for that ball. He no. was constantly looking at the winger and he got him in the chest with his foot as he came through. There was no world in which that wasn't a penalty to the Warriors. And we got it. And then shortly afterwards, Croker scored the try where he got belted in the melon. I still say by a big roundhouse fist. But everyone else called me an ass clown for that. Um, it looked like a head clash to me. And also like, yeah. I don't say there wasn't a head, head clash up, up first. What I'm saying to you is I think following that, there was basically an arm that came through and I don't think deliberately but an arm that came through that clocked him in the head and um, you know everyone disagrees with me I've been called all sorts of things Um, we've had 41 votes come in on who we thought was Ask Clown of the Week at the present moment uh, Chris Sutton is coming second with 39% of the vote Graham Annesley with 12% of the vote Andrew Abdo with 2% of the vote and Gorski Roundhouse O'Pork after 41 um, has 47% for the Ask Clown of the Week. Who's voting for Andrew Abdo? I don't know. I can't see who's doing the votes here. All I know is I'm leading for my thing of saying there was a roundhouse in there. Um, yeah, so, but, you know, the Sharks can't improve their position. They haven't beaten a top side, a top eight side in 2020. The only sides they've beaten that were in the top eight weren't in the top eight when they beat them. So it's a little bit of a, um, I don't know, a bit tiggy touchwood, a little bit of a... We haven't played, we haven't played them yet. Have we? This will be our first game. Yeah, this will be our first side. And then, but they've got the lowest points total to the make finals ever. But they can score points. This is the thing. When they've been losing matches, even when they've had scores clocked up against them, they've been putting on scores. They're scoring tries. That's not the issue. It's just they're letting more in. Is Dukes playing this weekend? He's not playing. Don't think he is. When you went through the team, I don't think. They lost a lot, a lot, a lot of players. Yeah, Dugan's not in. Sean Johnson's gone. 
Yeah, he's sure. gone, and he has been their best player by far. And he might be gone, gone too. That's an Achilles. So he's... yeah, no, he's gone for the. How were the Roosters supporters giving him raspberries as he came off? I didn't see that. Oh, shocking stuff. Um, yeah, so he's gone. But look, the half combination of Tracy and Graham, the way Graham never lets you down. Is Chad Townsend back week one of the finals? He must be. I think he might be. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's, this is the third match of his suspension, yeah. and he'll be fresh too. So that'll be good. It'll be uh, good for who? For them. Um, I don't think it's good for us. No, I don't think it's good for us. Cause yeah, like, last time we played a, can- a finals game in Canberra, you know what happened to him? Mm, oh, yeah. He, no, was that him or was it Wade Graham who got smashed? It was Wade Graham. No, he way. got dragged. He got oh, dragged yeah, yeah. in the, the controversial Ennis Viking Clap game. Yeah, yeah. He got dragged. Oh, who went on for him? I don't know. Maybe they put Graham to halves or no, something. No, Graham like. went off with a head injury oh, he did early too, on in yeah. the match. So um, they had no right to win that match. The only thing between them and losing that match, though, was Matt Check and not sin bidding James Maloney for being actually offside when he brought down Kurt Baptiste straight in front of the post. Yeah. Mind you, if Kurt Baptiste just passed it to Joey Lalu, we would have won anyway. So, you know, pass the ball, that was Kurt. Crazy, that was a crazy game. It that was, was a good. crazy game. But it was, it was game. one of those games, and that's where we have improved, I think, a lot since 2016. Yeah. But those were those big games where you'd see the big moments where other teams would have just a wise player like a yep. Maloney or an Ennis, and they'd always manage to finish over the top of us. Yeah, well, they did, and they got away with things. But since then, we've become a lot cleverer, and we've been a much better defensive side, and we still are. So they they have to go on with it this weekend. I'd personally love to see the kids go and win at Cronulla this week and Parramatta go down, because that in itself would be, you know, a, a tale worthy of the telling if that happened. And plus, that would mean we'd have seven players on a rest going in against Penrith the next week, which would be a beautiful thing. Because they're due for a loss, and they've got this weekend um, on... Where the hell are they? I can't find them. So they've got Canterbury on Saturday at 3pm. So they're likely to take that fairly easy, I'd imagine. Um, Canterbury's going to try as hard as they can to win that because they can now see... They'll now know, because on Thursday night we'll have the Broncos up against North Queensland, and if the Broncos win... A gala match. If 14th versus what is it? Yeah, 14th yeah, versus yeah. 16th. Yeah, but if the well, but it's worthy. Queensland will be buzzing because if North Queensland wins that, then Broncos get the spoon. Yeah, but if the Broncos win it, then the match between the Canterbury on the and and Penrith, and you have to look at you know what's Penrith putting on the field this weekend. They're Fisher, Harris, Coruscant, Tamo, Martin. I know they're resting. Kate Will, Yo, Kickouts it. But apart from that, that's full strength. Yeah. That's, oh, no, they've got Dane Laurie down the back. Um, they got Laurie instead of... Yeah, Dane Laurie down the back instead of Edwards or uh, what's the other bloke they got at the back? I've forgotten his name. But that's that, the minor changes. Oh, what's the uh, the other guy that's supposed to be going in the Panthers? I can't remember his name. Well, yeah. they, this is the Panthers, but... Um, They're supposed to be going the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, that might be why. But um, And the Bulldogs have just had, you know, their, their moment where, what, Eight players, nine players have been told, thanks, but no thanks. See ya. You're off at the end of the season. The, uh, I saw someone describe it as the Ricky whiteboard moment. Well, in Ricky Stewart's defence, and I will always <laughs> defend Ricky Stewart's defence. <laughs> Every time I mention this, you say this. Not <laughs> one of those players got picked up by another club. No. Not one of them. Not one of them. What he said was what everyone else was thinking. If you felt sorry for him, boys, then pick him up. And if you didn't pick him up, then shut your gobs. He was, being a coach, making the hard freaking choices. He, and that's he, what you want a coach doing. Parramatta's current position mm. is thanks to Ricky. He did the clean out yeah. for Brad Arthur to then walk in and, you know, sign. And and Ricky got blamed for it. 
he got blazed. The perfect scapegoat, you know. He comes in and does everything. But I tell you what, Brad Arthur will be in borrowed boots if his side goes out and straight sets. Look, this, in this, and the same thing, you know, the players that Ricky's cleaned out of the Raiders. Mm. Not too many of them have gone on to... Well, actually, I'll take it all back. Mark Nichols is looking pretty good. Mark Nichols is looking pretty good, and Patrick Mago is looking pretty good too. So, you know, they've both done quite well. And look, um, young uh, uh, Bronco Lee is doing all right down yeah. in Melbourne too. So, you know, they're they're in pretty good shape. I don't mind them at all. Anthony Milford, uh, where does he go he from here? He needs a change of scenery. Yeah. I think the UK would be his best I think, his yeah, best he option. needs to get out of this town. Um, and um, Shannon Boyd. Uh, Paul Vaughan's done all right. Yeah. Paul Bourne hasn't let anyone down. Anyway, you've got a... Uh, he did got... on the weekend. It's a terrible defence. Oh, look. St. George are just in a state at the moment. But, um... Who's got a lift? Ooh. Well, it's Chris Sutton, isn't it? Well, Chris I Sutton, th- you got I, thought lift. I thought it was Jack Whiten for all money at the game, and then I found out he was man of the match. So, I don't know what to say. I'm totally confused. Yeah, you're a fucking ass clown, you wombat. <laughs> okay. I have to try and find a way to beep that. Have, have you got that? Well, I don't care. Um, this is a family show. Small children listen to this show. Really? Apologise, small children. He is a wombat. You reckon your son listens to it all the time? He does. And shout out to Eddie and Matthew. They're great. And young Tommy Norenbergs as well. On you, lads. On you. It's always good to talk to you. Um, is it Listener of the Week time? Yeah, Listener of the Week. Go. So, Listener of the Week, it's a very special listener. And, and on the subject of young listeners, this is one of the youngest listeners in the show. Yes. But also one of the most devoted. Uh, it goes to young Henry Tegart, who actually lives in the heart of, of Tigerland, around Leichhardt Way. But he's a Raiders man, because his dad, like you, is a Raiders man. I'm a Raiders uh, man. Al- Alistair Tegart. And Al- Alistair got in touch during the week for a couple of reasons. Because, one, um, Henry didn't believe his dad... That, so Alistair was the one that suggested that uh, Ask Clown of the Week become a weekly segment. Oh, yes. He enjoyed it so much the first time, he suggested that it should become a weekly segment. Well, it has. And, and it, it's the, the most popular. Spoken. It's it the most popular segment. Well, it's even overtaken the extended bench, and who yeah. would have thought that would ever happen? <laughs> but his son, Henry, didn't believe that he was, in fact, the man behind it. So, Henry, yes, your dad, Alistair, was the man behind Ask, Ask Clown of the, of the week, week going weekly. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you, good on you, Henry. And, and the uh, debate still runs, green. of course, that Ask Clown and Ask Clown. Um, well, which one it is? People have taken on that that argument for me. Yeah. Uh, with you, and I saw it was raging the, during the week. Yeah, yeah. I was with, just, with, just with, pointing out that it means the both. And see, you know, like an ass meaning bum, and I'm saying ass is in stupid. You know, is it bum clown or is it stupid clown? I would say stupid clown. Anyway, donkey clown. Yeah. Well, one of the things you were putting forward was the Americanization of the English language which none of us want to, want to be part of. You were trying to say that that was somehow a good thing. And you're also advocating ass because it was conveniently had and one for less... for some reason, you guys and was coming us. in and talking about using the Queen's English. You're bloody Croatian. Anyway. You're Croatian and you're talking about the Queen's English. You are advocating that somehow removing letters from the English language is a good thing, which may reminded me of Newspeak from 1984. Mm. You know, there were people whose job it was just to eliminate words from the English language. Mm. Is that something, not, you, is that something you'd like to do? Language. What I'm trying to point out, and, and John Sharkey, one of our great listeners, also previously listener of the week, will back me up. How is my heritage from the United States of America any less valid than anybody else's? Why can the affectations from the nation of my heritage not be as valid as those that come because from other nations? Because in Australia, we speak English, we don't speak American. Is that right? Yes. Is that right? Yes. 
Well, in America, I know this will take you by surprise, but in America, they speak English as well. No, they speak American English. Right. And English, by its definition, is a split up of French, Latin, German, is the major things. None of which actually emanate from that small isle, is it? They speak things like Gaelic over there. You see anyone running around speaking Gaelic? Croatian, perhaps. You've lost the. You've lost I the ass ass debate. I have not the lost it. Have I have not lost it. The people have spoken. Eighty-two <laughs> percent. It's not lost until you, I stop fighting. You found one American listener in John Sharkey that backs up your your debate. Yeah, but he's that's a, it. He's a great listener. That's it. He's American as well. So you're just going to come off and say that we hate Americans, are you? So you've gone on well, Mel Meninga, then you've gone on Alan Tongue, and now you're going to attack the United States of America. I'm going to wait until the till later in November where I make my final judgment on Americans. Is that right? Yes. Because yeah, if they get re-elect Donald Trump, yes, I hate all of them. i got a lot, a lot of family over there. I'll be working very hard to make sure that does not happen. A lot of family. So just because, there's, you know, there's 350 million of them there. I don't all vote for Donald Trump. Let me assure you of that. Anyway, you got any Blake Stradamus for us? I got a Porsche drums for you. I reckon we're going to get surprised jagging in fourth place. I don't know why I believe that. I, the eternal it, optimist. It really is. In spite of all the evidence, my eternal optimism says just somehow well, it's going to get jagged this week. As a Raiders fan, I think a lot of us are bizarrely eternal optimists because we turn up each year thinking that you know things are going to be better, and every now and then they are. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe we will jag. Yeah, but anyway, it's just going to be great to see Sammy Williams out there playing again this season and captaining the club. He's a great man. Talking about great Raiders men, this is the club he supported as a little kid, as a little kid, and now he gets to actually captain them. And you know what? He's worthy of it. And not only is he a good player, he's a bloody great bloke too. So on you, Sammy. Anyway, you have been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork Blake and the Pork